0: <clears throat> well, I think we've already had like three services, <laughs> but the night is young, right? I mean, so hey, why, why stop now? <laughs> hey, hey, woo! Go to First Corinthians thirteen, please, and uh, you are believing with me, right? <clears throat> It's, it's needed, always. We Last night we, we talked about uh, a number of things. And I want to continue with our text, 1 Corinthians 13, 1. He said, though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not love, agape, the love that God is. I am become a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. Would that be vain prayer? Back up, look at it again. Yeah, verse 1. Would that, what good is sounding brass? Well, let's think about it. If I got up here tonight and I had a big cymbal. (laughs) And that's all I did. Clang, clang, clang for an hour and a half. (laughs) Uh, the crowd would be a lot smaller. <laughs> Just talking about something that is not only empty, but annoying. Yeah.
1: Mm. That's yeah. That's yeah. That's right? Talking
0: about prayer. Mm-hmm. Speaking with tongues. Mm-hmm. Being annoying. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and empty. Yeah. Listen. Verse 2. Prophecy, mysteries, knowledge, faith. If I don't have love, I am nothing. Well, God is love. So love less is Godless, Right? Which would explain why it's empty. It means nothing. Without God, it's nothing. Verse 3. Though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor... And though I give my body to be burned and have not love, the love of God, it profits me nothing. Is this empty giving? Giving with no benefits. Now, see, there are a lot of folks in our camp wouldn't even believe that. If you said it another way. If you asked them without reading this, said, is it possible to give a lot and get no benefit at all? They'd go, oh, no, no. Give and it's, you're going to get a, a return. Not according to this.
1: Right.
0: Come on. okay. I, um, one of the things that really changed Phyllis in my life and the ministry, I was coming back on a commercial plane years ago from uh, Central America where we'd had a meeting. And we had had a lot of uh, good things happen, a lot of healings and, and uh, salvations. And, um, but I had focused on that. Now I'm coming home and I know uh, they got questions at the office <laughs> and there's a bunch of money that needs to come in to take care of some things. And uh, I was sitting there. It was late at night. A lot of people were asleep on the plane and I'm just looking out the window and uh the the Lord began to talk to me in my heart. I don't mean to heard a voice, audible voice, but inside your spirit. He'll talk to any Christian, anybody if you learn how to pay attention. And he uh, he said, Keith, what would even a tenfold uh fold harvest be on what you all have sown this past year? Well, I got my calculator out, and I had a kind of a general idea, and I thought, well, uh, uh, man, that'd be more than enough to take care of everything and, and then some. And then he said this to me. He said, reaping is not automatic. Reaping is not automatic. Well, now, that was a, a change for me. I sat there and I thought, okay, reaping is not automatic. And just like that, he reminded me of natural sowing and reaping. Right? When uh, the the farmers plant their fields, is sowing automatic? No. No? No? Then when the harvest is time to get in, can the farmer stay at the house? And does it just march out of the field by itself into the barn or into the silo? Every farmer on earth knows reaping is not automatic. It's a lot of times more work to get the harvest in than it was the other things. Well, is that true spiritually? Is it true spiritually or is it like many people have imagined? If I sow a seed, I'm done. My job's over. The rest of it's up to God you hear how quiet it is yes. that's what many people in our circles believe they believe I sow a seed the rest of it's up to God when the harvest comes in how much harvest all of that that's up to him yes. well where'd you get that yes. that's not in line with natural sowing and reaping that's right. That's right. Yeah. Okay. That's right. Good. go to Mark 4 please I didn't intend to talk about this but here we are Good. uh Uh, this is what the Lord took me to that night sitting in the dark in that commercial airliner coming home from Central America changed our lives in fact later on series came out of it Rules of Reaping and we still have that no no charge you go online it won't cost you anything if you want it Uh, Mark 4 Verse 26. Jesus said. So is the kingdom of God. As if a man should cast seed into the ground. And should sleep and rise night and day. And the seeds spring up and grow up. He knows not how. For the earth. Brings forth fruit of herself. First the blade. Then the ear. After that the full corn in the ear. But when the fruit is brought forth. Immediately he. Puts in the sickle because the harvest is come. Who does he refer to in this passage? God? No. Who sows the seed? God? No. No. The man sows the seed. Who makes the seed grow? God. Not the man. Thank God. That's one thing, not our job. Hallelujah. Who makes the seed grow? God, God designed the seed to grow. Yes. Hallelujah. He designed the ground yes. to work with the seed. Right. And he sends the sunshine and he sends the rain. And yeah. He makes it grow. It's God who gives the increase. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yes. And it's progressive. First the blade, then the ear. Then the full corn in the ear. And we know that when you plant a seed, you don't just wait till that afternoon and go back and get your harvest. Right? there's, There's some time involved. There's some development. But the next verse, when the fruit is brought forth, what is that? That's when the full corn is in the ear. That's when the harvest is fully ripe. Then what? He. He who? Same he that sowed the seed. Who's responsible for sowing the seed? We are. Who's responsible for multiplying the seed? God is. Who's responsible for reaping the harvest? We
1: are. I am. We are.
0: Us? True or not? Many people in our circles don't believe that. They don't think that's any of our responsibility. But it also answers the question why a lot of people haven't reaped harvest. Yeah, is that right? right? They've sown, they've sown, they've sown, they've sown, they've sown. Yeah. And they're just waiting on God. Well, God, when's my harvest going to come? And he's thinking, well, when are you going to put the sickle in? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who puts the sickle in? We do. We do. Reaping involves a number of things. It involves being led by the Spirit. Hmm? Yeah. Yes. remember when uh, Peter let Jesus use his boat to preach out of and as soon as they finished what did Jesus say launch out. launch out into the deep let down your net for a draft what does he want him to do he wants him to reap right now yes. is that right yes. did Peter sow a seed he sure did he yes. sowed his time he sowed his equipment and now the Lord is not a moocher That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> like some preachers huh? Uh uh-uh. now He said, all right, I want you to reap right now. Go do this. And if he couldn't have convinced Peter and those guys to do it, they would have missed their harvest. Come on, can you see that? If they would not have listened to him and done what he told them to do. Remember when they needed tax money? What did he say? If he couldn't have convinced him to do it, (laughs) then he would not have reaped a harvest. What's another way of saying that? When they launched out into the deep, even when it looked like there's no reason to. Put down in there. What's happening? Sickle. (laughs) Come on, can you see that? Reaping. Obeying God when and where he told you to will result in the harvest coming in. This thing we're doing this week with this next aircraft. We're putting in the sickle you see what I mean by that? We have sown. We have sown a lot of transportation seed. And even this year, the Lord dealt with us, double up your seed on this particular thing, and we doubled it up just recently. And so now what's it time to do? We prayed about this, looked at this for some time, and I sense the time is now. Put the sickle in. Believe it. Take the step. Come on, can you see that? But it's it's inseparable from being led by the Spirit. It's inseparable from being led by Him. And it's inseparable from love. Now in Galatians, go go to Galatians 5, please. He said, though I give everything I've got to the poor, to people in need, and even give up my body as a martyr... To be burned. If I don't have love, what did he say? It benefits me or profits me not at all. Galatians 5 6. We quote usually part of the verse, but let's read the whole verse. In Jesus Christ, Galatians 5, 6. In Jesus Christ, neither circumcision availeth availeth anything, nor uncircumcision. He's talking about in Christ Jesus now. It's not by works. And keep, keep this in mind of what we just read in 1 Corinthians 13. It profits me nothing. Here he's saying, in Jesus Christ... Neither circumcision avails anything profits anything nor uncircumcision profits anything but what produces the profit and the benefit faith which you cannot separate from love. That word worketh is the word same word for operate or function. Are energizes. Faith is energized by love. Faith functions by love. No love? No faith function. Huh? No love? No operative faith. They are inseparable. So when you read about one without it even being in the text, you know you're talking about the other. Anytime you show me a man or a woman walking in powerful faith, I'll show you a man or woman walking in the love of God. No exceptions. None. Why? Because their faith wouldn't even be functional. There would be, even you go through all emotions. You can say all the confessions and all those things, but without the love, the faith is non-functioning. Yes. And you may be making a lot of loud confessions, but it's bang, bang, bang. Reminds me of that little monkey. You know the little monkey <laughs> with the, the battery pop. <laughs> I don't want to be the little monkey <laughs> banging the cymbal. <laughs> so there's got to be some real love of God functioning.
1: Yes, amen.
0: For real faith to be functioning.
1: Yeah, right. good.
0: You cannot successfully separate them. Everybody said out loud, faith, faith works, works, works by, love. by love. No love. No love. No works. No works. <laughs> Doesn't work. Faith works by love. Faith functions by love. Not just what some people imagine what love is. The love of God. The love that God is. Shed abroad in your heart. It's just another way of saying faith works by God. Right? That should be obvious, right? And no God. No faith. So we asked the question last night, is it possible... To give a lot. Mm-hmm. And it not benefits you. Yes. Huh? It is. It is. Yeah. It's possible to give millions. And get no return on your giving. Yeah.
1: Hello. Yeah. That's right. Come on.
0: He said you can even give up your body to be a martyr. Yeah. I mean you can't, you can't do any more than that. Yeah. Give every dime you got. And your body. And he said it doesn't profit you anything. No benefit at all. To you without the love yes. now notice in First Corinthians 13 that very next verse when he begins if we believe this then man we ought to be all ears to want to know okay yes. tell me about love yes. is that right yes. because I, I don't want to pray empty prayers yes. and empty yes. tongues yes. and give and no return I mean yes. that's just dead religion yes. right yes. What's good is that? So tell me about love. That's the very next thing, very next verse, very next phrase. He said, okay, love suffers long and is kind. Hmm? You want some return on your giving? <laughs> Gotta quit being so ornery. <laughs> Gotta be kind. Is that right? I actually have to be kind. To people. <laughs> Being so short tempered. Suffers long. 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 And not just suffers long griping about it. It's kind. Wow. You're suffering long. Somebody said, How in the world? God, that's the only way. The love of God is the only thing that can do this. And you have it as a believer. You have it. It's in you. It's in you. The more we yield to it, the more it will develop. But this very next phrase, love envies not. And until the last couple of days, I did not see what a big deal this is. The Lord has said some things to me the last couple of days that have rattled me about this. Love doesn't envy About even what envy is. And you know when your eyes begin to be open to something. You start making connections. Connections here, here, here. So go back to Genesis 4. And see a connection to this very verse. Genesis 4. You'll hear people say today. You know, God don't really care about these. You know, all these folks always hollering about offerings and offerings and giving and giving and sowing and 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 the Lord, He did not really care uh, about that kind of thing. Yes. Well, you can tell you hadn't been reading the Bible. Yes. <laughs> all right, so I heard somebody a while back say, "You know, there's there's nothing in the in the Bible about all this sowing and reaping." I thought, "Huh? <laughs> what?" <laughs> What? Yeah, what Bible? (laughs) Woo! They're really showing their lack of familiarity with the word. The first murder on the planet. When there's only a handful of human beings on the whole planet. And one killed the other, his own brother, over, over an offering. Over an offering must be a big deal. And in the very beginning days of the church, the first severe judgment in the church, people fell dead. In a New Testament Holy Ghost, I'm talking church, people fell dead. In the age of grace. Huh? you hear people say so you know since Jesus paid the price there can't be any judgment tell Ananias and Sapphira that, that what was it over it was over an offering but you know what else it was really about in both cases envy And what was lacking? Uh, love. love. Love, one translation we read last night, love does not know envy or jealousy. It doesn't know it. You cannot love somebody and envy them at the same time. I'm going to go over here and say that. <laughs> You say what? You heard me. That's right. Why? Because love knows no envy. That's right. So it's impossible to be envying them yeah. and loving them yes. at the same time. Yes. Yes. Hey, Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Can't do it. Right. And if you're envying, yes. you're not loving, yes. your faith is not working, yes. and your giving won't produce any return for you. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's, good. That's
0: good. You won't get anything out of it. Chapter 4. Genesis. Somebody gave. What happened? Genesis 4. In the process of time, verse 3, Cain brought of the fruit of the ground a what? Offering. Offering. Offering to the Lord. Let me just stop right here. You know the rest of the story. Did Cain get any benefit out of his offering? Not one benefit. Did he get any kind of return, any kind of harvest? Did Cain give an offering? He did. Did he get any return off of it? None. Zero. None. Is God fair? Yes, he is. Cain brought of the fruit of the ground an offering to the Lord. And Abel also brought of the firstlings of his flock and the fat thereof. A lot more words to describe Abel's offering yeah. <laughs> than Cain's offering. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. And we all know around Faith Life Church what he brought <laughs> Fluffy. Yeah. He brought Fluffy. Five-time Blue Ribbon winner at the county fair. Is that right? On the front cover of Sheep Monthly. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Fluffy. Everybody wanted to buy Fluffy, wanted to have Fluffy. Fluffy. And when it came offering time, now you think about this. There is no law of Moses. There is no commandment to bring offerings. Come on, can you see this? You know, I, some people say, "Well, you know, tithing's not for today. It's just in the law." Abraham tithed long before the law. Is that right? Nobody's telling him to tithe. And we're told that we Abraham is our father in the faith. And we are to follow the steps of the faith of Abraham. Why? He was justified by faith before there was anything. There was no law. There was nothing yet. And we live the same way he did. In communion with the Almighty God. Walking with him by faith. And so if it was right for him to honor God with the first part in the tenth, it's still right. Not about keeping the law. It's not about trying to be righteous or earn any of that. It's about honor. It's about thanksgiving. It's about acknowledging your God and your source. And we do it. And our churches do it. Yeah. And our ministry does it. And we are some of the most blessed people you will ever yeah. lay your eyes Praise on. The Praise the Lord. So I'm going I'm to stay with it. Yeah. <laughs> <Hallelujah>. <laughs> Abel brought Fluffy. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Why? Hebrews 11 tells us he did it by faith. Now what else do we know? That's it. I heard somebody. If there's faith there, working, operative faith, what else do we know? There's love there. That's obvious. Why would he do it? Because he loves his God more than fluffy. Now, he likes Fluffy. Fluffy's great. But he wouldn't have a Fluffy if it wasn't for God. Is that right? And he loves God way more than he loves Fluffy. And he wants to show God that he really loves God. And he thinks, what can I do? What can I express? How can I show? Not to try to buy anything. No, just to say, thank you. And he saw Fluffy cut. Oh that's, that's, oh, that's it. That's it. That's it. The Bible said Abel is still talking today through his offering. Well, this is 2023. That's a long ways from Genesis 4. We're talking about Abel's offering. Is that right? It was a lot more than a sheep. Honor. Honor. Why would God still be honoring Abel today? Because He honored him. He honored. Yeah. But there was some unwanted repercussions. Cain's offering was then obviously deficient. Yes. Hmm.
1: Yes.
0: He just brought. An offering. Are y'all with me? Yes, sir. (laughs) He was also there. (laughs) Huh? No descriptors about fat and best and. mm -mm, Because it wasn't. And if you read 1 John about it, it said his actions were evil. There's more to this than even meets the eye, apparently. Um, and this is why God didn't accept His offering. All you have to know is if God didn't accept it, He had good reason why. Is that right? You know this. God is a good God. He's fair. It also is a revelation that God does not receive all offerings. Even though you gave it to some men or women. That doesn't mean God received it. It's not automatic. But what would it come back to? Your heart. Your love. Your faith. That's what makes it acceptable. What makes an acceptable gift. Is the heart of the giver. God loves. Huh? Huh? You see, just in that one word, there has to. Why wouldn't? Why would you be cheerful when money is going away from you, (laughs) and you're actually happy about it? You're excited. You must believe something. Is that right? You got to believe something, or you wouldn't be that way about it. And if you believe something, something must be important to you. It must mean something to you. Is that right? And that's where the love comes in. And the love makes the faith work. But God just made it easy for you. And he said, if you see them cheerful, then everything's working like it's supposed to be. Is that right? If you see them happy about it and glad. And he said, if they're grudging, don't do it. If they think they have to, don't do it. We haven't taken that seriously enough. God does not want it if you don't want to do it. He would say to you, keep it. You're going to need it. (laughs) And it won't be enough. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) But, But he truly... Does not want an unwilling offering. Right. And we need, as his representatives, we need to be the same way. Yeah. If somebody comes dragging it, whether it's, uh, you know, working in the church or giving something to the church, and they come dragging it going, well, all right, I'll do it. You should say, no, thank you. <laughs> Go home and pray through. Yeah. <laughs> Get your heart right and then we'll see if we receive it or if we will allow it Amen. Amen. attitude doesn't go with God he, he, don't, he don't cotton to that so when he did not accept Cain's offering things really took a bad turn The Bible said verse four, Abel brought of the first things of the flock and the fat the Lord had respect to Abel and to his offering. Not because he was so amazed at a pretty sheep that he had made. (laughs) Yeah, what was going on? It was Abel's heart. He knew what fluffy meant to Abel. Is that right? He sees the heart. And how many think God's already got a plan for able to have 10,000 fluffies yes. if he wants them? Is that, that That's just who God is. But uh, to Cain and his offering, he had not respect. And Cain got mad at God. Do you know there's a lot of people mad at God today? Oh, man. There's a lot of folks used to shout hallelujah in church. That hadn't been coming for years. Thank you, Lord. I will say that. COVID has been a tool of the devil. And a lot of people died. But also a lot of churches have been hit hard. And a lot of churches have closed their doors. We know about a number of things, and a lot of folks are down to a quarter of attendance of what they had before COVID, and even some big churches, down to a third, down to a half of what they were. And uh, we saw a drop-off in attendance. And one day, Phyllis was talking to me about some of that, and I heard somebody say, you know, we've lost, uh, you know, X amount of people. And the Lord corrected me. He said, don't say it again. What do you mean? Saying you lost is acknowledging defeat. You're quitting. You're done. You're giving up. We lost... A hundred people. We lost fifty people. We lost three hundred people. We lost. Does that sound good to your ears? What does it mean? What are you going by? You're going by what you see. You're walking by sight. You're walking by numbers. And the Lord dealt with me. No, it ain't over. A lot of those people can and should come back and will come back if you will quit saying this. Thank you are y'all with me yeah. stop saying this i'm telling you what he told us good, so man we ain't said it again that's right. that's good. next thing phyllis said we're doubling yeah. i said well okay <laughs> that means everybody's coming back yeah, yeah. and then some is <laughs> that she she's she been saying that for months and months now we're doubling we're Dublin. And then she said, our money's doubling. Yeah. Our people are doubling. Yeah. Our attendance is doubling. Yeah. Our money is doubling. Our outreach is doubling.
1: Yeah.
0: And then, you know, Brother Copeland spoke that word uh, the other night about the double. It's happening. Yeah. It's happening. Is it, is it just for Faith Life Church? Yeah. No. No, it's the Word of God.
1: Yeah.
0: We know better about our words. Is that right? Yeah. But see the devil Oh he's tricky man He's tricky And if you get enough people Saying it yeah. You don't notice it Because right. everybody's saying The same dumb wrong thing yeah. <laughs> So how many did you lose? None. None. How many people did y'all lose? None. Probably lost a bunch didn't you? We huh? None. Is it over? No then why can't they come back? Why can't a bunch of them come back and bring their friends? <laughs> well, the the devil didn't want you to hear that tonight. Oh, he he thought you had given up. Uh uh-uh. uh. So, somebody said I like it. somebody stand up. Stand up. You need to stand up. We need to decree a thing. Declare a thing. Hallelujah. Especially every pastor, especially every leader. This includes traveling ministers, evangelists concerning your partners, or people that would come to your meetings. Is that right? It includes your offerings. Are y'all with me? Everybody said out loud, I did not lose it. It's not gone. I'm not giving up. It's coming back. Coming, back. coming back. The people are coming back. The money is coming, back. Money is coming back. Lord, calls them to come back. back. Go, ministering, ministering spirits. Influence, them. Influence them. Draw them. Draw them. Move them. Move them. Satan, Satan, I bind you. I bind you. Stop in your operations. Cease in your maneuvers. You cannot, you cannot keep them back. Keep them back. You cannot, you cannot keep, them out. keep them out. I bind you, I bind you in, Jesus name. in Jesus name. So, so what about your people? What about your people? What about your people that you lost? You didn't lose them. I said, you didn't, them. you didn't lose them. You didn't lose them. You heard talking about being a good soldier. What if, you, what if you got pushed back a little bit? The war ain't over. Is that right? The war ain't over. It's time to advance. Take back. So you're talking to your spouse, you're talking to your staff. Anybody even begin to say something about all the people that we lost. You, you interrupt them like they're about to say a cuss word. You say, now, well, hold on, hold on. Don't use that L word. Uh-uh, no, no, no. They're coming back. The people are coming back and more besides. The money's coming back. The meetings are coming back. Now we can't control everybody else and what happens in the world, but our things can be good and strong and increasing. And this gives glory to God. Hallelujah. That was supposed to happen this week. Glory to God. And it did. You can be seen. Hallelujah. Every once in a while, throughout the services this week, just look at somebody and say they're coming back. They're coming back. This is code talk.
1: Yeah. We
0: we'll know what you mean. Yeah. Or you can just say coming back. Coming back. What's coming back? Coming. People coming back. Yeah. Money's coming back. It's all coming, and then some. Yeah. Right. Phyllis got inspired and said, double. 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 And that is the word the Lord's saying too. So is that too hard for the Lord? No. It's not too hard for the Lord.
1: No.
0: Everybody just try it try it out and just just say, double.
1: Double. Double. double.
0: double. Sounds good, don't it? Double. 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 But now tell me about your faith. Your faith for double. Will not work
1: without love. Without love. Without love. love.
0: So when God did not respect and receive Cain's offering, he was very wroth and his countenance fell. This is the definition of envy. It is. If you look up the very Greek word that's translated envy, it means hot, heated. It's anger. But you'll also see it accompanied with depression. Do you see both of these right here? He was wroth, very wroth. This is not mildly irritated. He's incensed. He, he went in a rage about this. And then what happened as he thought about it? His countenance fell. What does that mean? he got no joy. He's feeling hopeless and, and raging at the same time. This is exactly what the devil wanted to happen. See, this goes back. This goes back. The enemy hadn't got that many people. To tempt and mislead on the planet at this time. And so he'll work on this one. And if that doesn't work, he'll go to the person closest to him. This is the way he does all throughout the kingdom. If he can't do it to the leader, he'll do it to the person closest to the leader. If he can't do it to them, he's always looking for the fallback position. Because this is, like you heard, this is is like military operations. Strategies involved. Yeah. And uh, the enemy had been working on Cain long before this. Because why did he just lazy about his offering? What mentality led to that? To where, see, he's got an attitude before that. Okay, it's offering time again. What have I got? All right, grab that. You can't show up (laughs) empty-handed. Now you're laughing, but see, what's going on? All right. Offering. Now think about this. Ain't a big congregation.
1: Mama, Daddy,
0: and (laughs) Bubba. Is that right? Worshiping God. Okay, but his heart's not in it. And then then back
1: <laughs>
0: you got to be kidding me. He brought the nine-time Blue Ribbon winner and the devil says, he's just trying to make you look bad. Why else would he do it? And look at your mom and daddy. Look how they're looking at you now. They've always favored him. He's always been their little baby, their little favorite. And nothing you ever do is good enough. You ever heard any of these things? This is straight from the pit, brother and sister. You have these kind of thoughts coming to you, you better start rebuking and binding, and I don't mean wait. Because what the Lord begins to reveal to him next is sin is at the door. And the wages of sin is dying, death. Somebody's going to die. And they did. And it wasn't him initially, it was his own brother. But what is pushing him about this? It is this envy. Which is a total lack of love. Which prevents. Let me say it like the Lord gave it to me. Love precludes envy. Envy is not possible. With the love of God. And if there's envy. There cannot be faith. Why? Because it can't be love. And without the love. Faith can't operate. Which comes back to this: God, so good, He comes to him. He didn't have He didn't have to talk to Cain. I mean, the, the attitude, stinky thing he's in. God could have just went up from His presence. And, but He He talks to him. He said, "Cain, son, why are you so mad?" And when God asks you a question, you better start asking yourself that question. Is that right? Because Cain had zero right to be mad at his brother. Because his brother's offering had nothing to do with him. Abel didn't do it because of Cain. He didn't get up in the morning thinking, how can I make Cain mad today? Now the devil will tell you stupid stuff like that but the thing is he'll say look how they're looking at you yeah see how they're whispering yeah and the thing is they ain't thought about you in five days (laughs) you ain't even crossed their mind (laughs) (laughs) but the devil creates these sinister scenarios when you're just looking at something and piecing it together and making up stuff why to what end to what end yeah The enemy has murder on his mind. He don't just want him mad. He wants to kill somebody. He always wants to kill somebody. He actually takes pleasure in death and destruction. And I'm not going to shed a tear when he gets thrown into the lake of fire. He is evil. It would thrill him. To just have carnage with all of us tonight, just rip us apart, kill us with disease, a storm, he, it would make him laugh. Yeah. Yeah. See, he's not a human being. No. He has zero empathy for human beings. You couldn't cry or have enough pain for him to care one ounce. Yeah. That's right. He thinks a good day is when a million people died. And got wiped off the planet. You want to see the devil's will? It's the earth before the flood. People were killing it. The, the earth was filled with violence. Does that sound familiar? Has anything moved? Has the, the needle moved that way the last few years? More and more violence. Why? Why? You couldn't go out in the street. I mean, people were killing each other, stabbing each other, running, stealing. I mean, the whole earth completely devolved into continual violence. That's the devil's utopia. And it was so bad, God said, I, I'm, I can't put over this anymore. And it would have been the end of human beings, period. It was that close to being the end of our kind, except for Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. And when you get to heaven, you better find Noah and you better kiss his hand. Is that right? And hug his neck and say, thank you, man. Thank you, because if it hadn't been for you. But the enemy was trying to see which one of them, Adam, Eve, Cain, Abel, he didn't really care which, would listen to him. Listen to his lies. And that he could get him looking at one of the others and get him upset about something they had that he didn't. Yeah. And we don't know how long of a time period happened until it led up to this. It could have been some time before yes. it got to this point. But God himself, yes. God himself yes. comes to Cain. Isn't God kind yes. and good? He didn't have to do this. No. He said, Cain, why are you so mad? That should have been such an obvious thing that, well, why am I so mad? Mm-hmm. And if you'd have just stopped and said, Lord, should I not be mad? And <laughs> Don't I have a right to be mad? And he could have helped you to see you got no right, yeah, no right. to right. be mad. And it could have been saved right there. Right there. But he said, And why is your countenance fallen? You're mad all the time? You're depressed all the time, that means you're yielding to the devil. It's the same today. As a child of God, you've got no business being mad all the time. That includes about politics. That's right. That's right. Well, it's, it, it's a righteous indignation. You're mad all the time, it's not okay. Get a clue. If you listen to if you let the enemy play you, you will stay upset about something all the time. And as soon as one thing gets resolved, it'll be something else to be upset about and mad about. And the wrath of man does not work the righteousness of God. You acting on not that being mad, it will not you may call yourself righteous indignation, but it will not turn out what God wants. It'll be flesh. And the other side of it is depression. Get to thinking it's hopeless. It's hopeless. And and so you cycle between rage and depression. Rage and depression. And your body is not designed to handle that. And the devil knows that. It'll absolutely age you on a fast track prematurely. It'll mess up your systems. It will destroy your immune system. His ideal is to get you in such a state that you kill other people, and before long, what you're doing kills you too. And then he just goes to some more human beings to manipulate and destroy. But we are not ignorant. Of his devices. And the smarter one. Lives in me. The wiser one. The greater one. Lives in you. But we got to listen to him. Instead of the enemy stuff. He said. Why are you so rough? Why are you so mad? Why are you so. Your countenance falling. You're so down and depressed. If you do well. Which means you can. You can if you will. God is no respecter of persons. He never changes. Is it possible that Cain could have gotten the same response his brother got? Could have been accepted. Is that and could have been blessed? Yes. In fact, isn't that what the father's saying? Come on now. We can get past this. I'll give you another, I'll give you a makeup yeah. exam. Is that right? We, I'll give you another chance. We, we'll have another offering time and, and you can come and let, let's just do it again. Wow. Let's do it again. If you And if you do well, shall you not be accepted? Yeah. Now let's stop here though. This requires faith in God. That's it. And the devil is lying to Cain. Not only about his brother, but about God. That God plays favorites. That God's not fair. And have you ever heard people say, I've heard this so many times. I just can't do anything right. (laughs) Nothing I do is ever good enough for them. You are quoting Cain. To even say the phrase, you know, is a lie. I've never done anything right. I can't do it. You know it's a lie. Huh? Nothing I ever do is good enough. Nothing you've ever done. You're a liar. And the reason you're lying is because you're listening to lies believing lies no when we first started in the ministry you some of you heard our testimony even after phyllis and i had been in the ministry for about five years or so we weren't doing well financially and it got worse and um we got we got in a bad way financially and i cried out to the lord Lord help us, I know this is not your will whatever we need send it to us please send us to it we already knew some things about the word but obviously we're missing it somewhere and I didn't get all the answers that day but looking back now he heard my prayer and after that he started teaching me about uh, his things and his day seemed like he was showing me something for i don 't know the next three years or so, and we made some radical changes. One of the things we did is we made a commitment to tithe not because somebody was making us out of honor and give offerings. So we started a tithe is ten percent, and so anything above that be an offering. So we started. Was it twelve percent or something? And then we went to fourteen. But what we did that really was radical. Uh, first Corinthians uh, talks about, or six, chapter sixteen, he talks about uh, first of the week, lay aside, set by you in store as God has prospered you. Is describing a separation of your things from His. And everybody knows, don't you think, concerning the church, well let's say these airplane funds that are coming in. Should I put any of those in my personal account? No. You should see the look. You better not. <laughs> should it be very clear the difference between our money and the church's money? Should it be very, very clear? The IRS will insist that it be very clear. Is that right? And it just should be. Well, what about you? I said, what about you? Should your money be mixed in with his? And you'll hear people say, well, all my money is his. That is absolutely not true. If it's all his, you have nothing to give. And why do you keep spending all his money? (laughs)
1: <laughs> he
0: said the 10th is his that's, right.
1: yeah.
0: that's what he said
1: yeah, sure.
0: and it's always been that way it'll always be that way
1: yeah.
0: and anything above that is yours yeah. that enables you to give an offering and so we uh, we did we we opened separate accounts And when any money's come in personally or the church or the ministry, we take the 10% plus our offering right off the top before we pay any bills, before we pay anything. We separate it from our money. And that's his money. We can't spend that on our bills, on our personal things. No, that's his money. That goes to his churches, his ministries, his people, whatever he says, that's his money, not Keith and Phyllis money. Well, as the years went by, every year we would increase our offering a percent or two. And it's gotten bigger and bigger. Ten percent jumped to 20 and 30 and 40 and more. And the church the same way. And that's why we've been able to give more and more and more. And as that happened, we began to get persecution. <laughs> And especially in the early days, I had a guy one time meet me out in, in the parking lot after I spoke. <laughs> and man, he was like Cain. He was livid. He said, "I don't like it. I don't believe it." I said, "What?" He said, "You kept talking about rich, 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 rich." I said, "Which scripture are you talking about?" Well, <laughs> that made it even matter. Because didn't the Bible say? It's yes, R-I-C-H in the word. Yes. And that's what I had done through that sermon. I used several verses that had the word rich in it. Uh-huh. You know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Though he was rich, yet for your sakes, yeah. he became poor so that you through his poverty might be, rich. might be, rich. might be. Rich. Rich. He was so mad he wanted to fight. <laughs> I had to try to talk him down. And I had seen this kind of thing, and we had gotten so many ugly letters and ugly things, you know, and especially, you know, you know, you building those buildings and you doing these things, especially if an airplane came up. Oh man! And that could be used. It should be used for feeding people. That should be used for this. It should be used for that. They don't know it, but they're quoting Judas Iscariot. Do you know much of the church is more in agreement with Judas? Than they are Jesus? I'm talking about the church on these things. But I kept thinking, they don't even know us. This money's not coming out of their pocket. What do they care? Why get so worked up? Why? There's something more going on here that's not even natural. This is not even reasonable. Do you know? That people finance their own way to travel around and cause Paul trouble. Is that, you read the book of Acts? I mean, they paid their own way to go and riot and stir up trouble and cause problems. That doesn't even make sense. Why, why not just stay at home and forget about it? What is motivating? What is pushing that and I asked the Lord for years Lord I don't understand why this is such a big deal to people why they get so mad and so upset you know and people say well you should give that to the poor well if you say well okay how much how much of our income should we devote to the poor to the point where it would be okay for us to have this 20%, 30 40 75 See, there is no number. There is no number that would make them happy. Because the next question is, they go, it should be 95%. Okay, is that what you do? Right. Well, I'm not a preacher. Well, you either believe what you believe or you don't.
1: <laughs>
0: okay, 95%, let us do it. <laughs> ah, they're not going to do it. They have no intention of ever doing what they insist you should be doing. And that is the dictionary definition of hypocrite. (laughs) Isn't it? (laughs) And the Lord is answering my question about that clearer than I've ever seen this week. Why, what's it about? I've heard the term "envy" before, but a lot of times they, people just brush that off and go, "Oh I'm not envious, I don't care less about all those things. you know it's just such and such and they, they talk about their righteous indignation and know, why? oh, why would you ever kill your only brother? Over an offering. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: That goes beyond yeah. a natural misunderstanding. Right. right? There's obviously spirits involved in this.
1: Yeah.
0: And the Lord said this to me Ask me this question Is envy the origin sin? I had never thought about that is envy the origin sin go to Isaiah 14 well before you do that uh, go to James have you got time to me these things are precious these are are valuable valuable things it will help if we understand why people are reacting the way they are. It won't fix it all. And if you live godly in Christ Jesus, and you're willing to leave things and sacrifice big to obey him, Jesus said you will receive a hundredfold in this time. With...
1: persecution.
0: There's times I've wanted to leave that part out, but, but it's right there. <laughs> with what?
1: Persecution.
0: Why? Why has it got to come with persecutions? A while back, we talking, a few years ago, we were talking about sowing a big seed. And and I said, well, man, I, we were in this meeting actually a few years ago, and I said, well, man, I, you know, I'll a big harvest off of that seed would be billions of dollars. People would get so upset about that. Miss Glory was here. She spoke up. She said, Keith, you'd get over it. <laughs> Talking about them being upset with us. I thought, man, people would really give you a hard time about that. She said, you'd get over it. <laughs> Why? You'd have so many resources. Is that right? Yeah. To do more and more for the kingdom of God. And Somebody's going to be mad about something all the time. You can't can't follow everybody around, explain everything to them, and it wouldn't do any good anyway. Huh? James 3, are you there? A question came to me. Is envy the origin sin? Where did sin begin? As far as we have any record of. And what was the cause? What was the motivation of it? James 3.14 says. If you have bitter. Envying. And strife in your hearts. Don't glory. And don't lie against the truth. And one of the things is. Don't say you're not doing it when you are. Don't hide it. Repent. Change. Change. Verse 15, this wisdom doesn't come down from above. And there is a cunning, devilish wisdom in undermining people and getting back at people and hurting people because of envy. Oh, man, it's devilish to smile in somebody's face when you can't stand that they have more than you do. And then go talk about them behind their back. That is the devil. That is acting just like him. And it is absolutely no love in it. You can't care a thing about them and do that. And you need to stop and ask the question. Why does it bother me? Why do I care? Why am I laying awake at night? Seething about it. See, it's not reasonable. Because it's not just natural. There are spirits involved. And the enemy doesn't just want you mad. He wants you to seethe in this long enough until you do stupid stuff. And you hurt somebody. And relationships are destroyed. And people are fired and lose their job and lose their business. And, and he, he wants to push you to the point where you go get you a pistol. Huh? And you just don't think you can live anymore with them breathing on the planet. That's right. That's right. That's right. Now this is not bizarre. This happens every day somewhere. Come on now. People go and they take somebody's life and and, and when they find it sometimes they finally realize that years later, sitting in a jail cell, that person didn't do anything to me. There was some point where Cain realized Abel never did one thing against him. All he did was love God. And give his best. And he cut his throat. Cut his throat. Just them two out in the field. And watched him bleed out. Didn't help it. Over what? Over what? Envy. Envy is evil. It is absolutely evil. Why? Because it is the total absence of love yeah, yeah, yeah. and in that vacuum Satan fills the space but love perfect love yeah, yeah. casts out pushes out fear What? including fear of rejection yeah. including fear of never being good enough yeah. including fear of not being able to please. Including fear of you not being able to get something that nice. Yeah. Are you not, and it gets rid of all the fear. So you can actually rejoice yeah. with your brother. Because yeah. there's no competition. Yeah. Why can't they have theirs? And I have mine too. Yeah. Yeah. Why can't. Is God big enough? Yeah. But you got to get rid of that fear. Something's got to overcome that fear. And push it out of you. And what can do that? Nothing but the love of God. And when you get full of love, it pushes all that junk out. It just pushes all of it out. And you can love and you're free and your faith works. Hey, and your tongues have power. And you sowing gets results. Hey, now we're talking. Which is why the enemy works so hard to get this envy junk in you. Because he knows it can just choke everything out. It can just prevent you and rob you of your testimony and witness and all of that. Which is why the New Testament commandment. Is it right? Not a suggestion. It's what? Love each other as I have loved you. And even gave us the love to do it with. Put it in us. But why, why is that the New Testament command? Because it supersedes everything else and without it nothing else works. It also protects you from the enemy's advances with all these lies. You can't love somebody and give in to envy. Love envies not. At all. Where envying and strife is. Verse 16 says. There is confusion. And the Bible said God's not in confusion. So God wouldn't be this. Who's in it then? And every. Evil work. Now not just some. Confusion. That's chaotic. Atmosphere. And every evil activity connected with what? Envy. Envy and the resulting strife. Every evil work. Now in Isaiah 14. Where the prophet saw and talked about Lucifer and his fall. Isaiah 14, 12. He said, how are you fallen From heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning, how are you cut down to the ground which did weaken the nations? For you have said in your heart, it's always about the heart, you said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above. There's a whole lot of I. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. Get this, get this now. I will be like the most high. What's driving him? Envy of God. Even in the New Testament and don't turn there but Second Thessalonians 2 when it says when the man of, of sin will be revealed the son of perdition who opposes and exalts himself above all that's called God or is worship, so that he as God sits in the temple of God showing himself that he is God. But he ain't. <laughs> and he never will be. And this is why so many human beings are trying to be something they are not. We don't know how long the anointed cherub that covers, who is so wise, so amazing, so beautiful. We don't know how many millennia or eons... He was in the presence of God or walked in the midst of the stones of fire. We don't know. But the Bible said he was created perfect. Until iniquity was found in him. When people say and something's wrong or something's contrary to the word of God. And they insist God made me this way. Well, who made Satan the way he is? Yeah. It's not true. That's right. Ecclesiastes said, God has made man upright, but they have sought out many inventions. And what happened is that Satan used his wisdom and the abilities God made him with that were perfect, and he himself warped them. And twisted them into something bad. And he even fathered lying. Lying didn't exist. Deception didn't exist. And it's not that he created anything. He twisted the truth into something else. Wicked means twisted. Twisted. He, he twisted and, and altered and, and contorted and messed up. What God had made, but why? Why? God envy. God envy. It came a point where he was no longer content to worship in God's presence, to back God up, to be his underling, to be his servant. All of his glory and power and wisdom went to his head. And he decided, I can do that. I can be God. And he's never gotten over that. He still just as got that just as much in him as ever before. And that's why, the Bible said in the New Testament, that when he's able to put somebody on a seat, that's exactly how it's going to be. Same thing. It's always about, I'm God. I'm God. It's about God Envy. God envy. I will be what? Like God. Like the most high. That was what was driving him. And did you know? You notice why he's saying all these things? I will do this. I will do that. He's trying to use faith principles. He's trying to believe it in his heart and say it with his mouth. He's trying to, do. he knows that's how God does things. He speaks and creates things. So he is going to exalt himself with his words and be God. Did you read the next verse of that though? Huh? I will ascend above the heights of the cloud. This is Isaiah. Uh, now chapter verse 14. I'll be like the most high. Verse 15. Yet. You will be brought down to hell. To the sides of a pit. You going to go head to head with God with words? Maybe the definition of dumber than you look. (laughs) Because God really, he said, I will exalt. I will arise. I will, I will. God said, you will be brought to hell. And his words crumble. And he ain't got but one destination. No matter what he ever tries to do.
1: Because
0: when God says it, it's forever. Now, after that, we don't know how long. But there's human beings on the planet. Satan, you, you see in Cain a glimpse of Satan. He stays enraged all the time. And he swings from that to gutter depression. Yeah. Yeah. He has no peace at all. Amen. There's no light in him. Yeah. And there's no peace. How frustrating would that be? Yeah. Millennia after millennia. So you can see the, the the swings from rage to the depths of depression. And back again. And and. And so he was able to breathe his evil influence into Cain so that Cain starts thinking like him and talking like him and acting like him and commits murder. Because that's what the devil is. He's a killer. But back up before that, the devil has been in this place of torment himself. Now there's human beings. He thinks it's his planet. He's God.
1: That's
0: right. Shouldn't be. And the thing that chafes him the most oh, God made us in his own image and calls us his sons, sons of God. That's the thing he wanted, and beyond. That he'll never have and can never be. Yeah. Yeah. But when he came to the serpent and tempted Eve, listen to it. What's it about? Yeah. When she saw the fruit, he said, You won't die. They didn't even know what die was. You won't die, die. But God knows. That in the day you eat of it, you'll be what? What's that next word? Like. Oh, come on. Can you see that? Like God. They were already like God. Didn't realize how much they were. And they were just getting started. Had no idea what kind of future God had planned for them. But the devil came and this evil envy. Do you hate it, child of God? Do you despise it? Oh, you need to. This is the nature of the devil. You need to despise this stuff. You need to make up your mind, I am not letting one tiny bit of this stuff stay in me or get in me. I refuse to. Because it is absolutely all the way back from what he corrupted with himself and then convince them to envy God Cain to envy his brother. Do you know why they killed Jesus? Why well, they put him on the cross. The scripture says multiple places. It was for envy. Envy. How much time you got? Okay, we're out of time. <laughs> Oh, we could keep going if we wanted to, but how about tomorrow night? I mean, are you coming back? I mean, we. We'll and I think this is a good time to to stop. But we're not done. We're not done. Stand up. Let me lead you in a prayer.